Yo, yo, what's up, everyone? The episode you're about to hear was recorded at the Ethereum Hackathon in Singapore. And I was super lucky to meet face-to-face some of the people we had on the show. So enjoy these mini episodes, and we'll see you in the next episodes of Crypto 101. Yo, yo, Crypto 101. I ran into Nabil Nagdi, COO of Status, hanging out over at the F Hackathon in Singapore. Brother, how you doing, man? Not too bad. Good, man. Good to see you. Thanks. I was very intrigued with Status, what you guys are doing in the market. You guys are like number 60 on CoinMarketCap, so you definitely have a lot of community support. You have a lot of investor support. And to have that kind of uh, status on, ha, no, no, no pun intended, but status on CoinMarketCap, you definitely must have some working products in the game or in, in, in systems in place. So what I want to do is first get to know you a little bit. Cool. I want to get to know the projects a little bit. Yep. And then maybe shoot the shit about this blood on the streets that, hey, we've got all kinds of smart people in here hacking. It's a lot of work that's happening inside. A lot of work and a lot of bag holders. <laughs> so, hey, it's, tell us a little bit about yourself. Cool. So, um, yeah, I'm Nabil. I CEO at Status. Basically, what I try and help out doing is making sure that um, the teams are, you know, working well. You know, we have the right balance of engineers, designers, products. So what we're building is essentially a mobile application mm-hmm. that allows users to chat, to store their, their tokens, and also a dApp browser, mm-hmm. right? And so for that, to have something that you know, is user-facing, that's friendly, we need to have a well-balanced, well-rounded team. We have an amazing community, and so what I try and do is just make sure that everything's kind of running smoothly. What's your background? What, how, how did you get into this, and why did you go from whatever you were doing before, because I assume you were doing something before blockchain, because yeah. everybody was, and why did you say, I'm gonna do this in blockchain? So I spent um, about eight years at Google. I used to work on Maps and Google Flights team. And you know, you kind of see technological change coming every, say, couple of years. There's like the new hot thing, mm-hmm. right? And so there is VR. There's a whole bunch of things that kind of come up. And then you have these larger technical transformative kind of, I would say, cycles. Mm-hmm. So let's say in the, in, the, in the 80s, you're talking about mainframe. In the 90s, we have the personal computer. And mid-2000s you have mobile Mm -hmm. and now it feels like web 3 is what the internet like we're in 94 again and status is Netscape Mm -hmm. and we're basically building I hope it has more holding power than Netscape I I would hope so but (laughs) I mean in terms of like you know trying to trying to change the way in which people interact trying to change the way the game is played that's what this entire ecosystem is trying to do and status is a part of that yeah man where were you born? I was born in the UK, okay, and I, but I grew up in Australia. Okay, so I spent yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I don't, I don't hear a, a, a Aussie accent or a British accent there. Yeah, right? I, uh, what's going on? I watch a lot of American TV. No, um, <laughs> it also depends on who I'm talking to. Oh, okay. I, but I live in Switzerland. Okay, so I'm based there. Status is based there, um, but we have a team of people all over the world. Oh, right on, right on. Yeah. Okay, so you went from Google into yep. blockchain. Uh, you're working for Status. That's like, first of all, I want to say that's probably pretty brave. I mean, Google's huge. You know you have job security. Why, why take the risk? I mean, you don't get a lot of second chances in technology like this. You know, it's like joining Android in 2005. It's like, well, I have no idea what mobile's going to do, but this thing seems huge, and now there's, you know, two billion Android devices. Mm-hmm. Same with the internet. Like, people were just mucking around exactly the same as it is here. People were hacking on stuff that, you know, you're coming up with 
everything from user-facing layer to like functional protocols, TCP, IP, all that kind of stuff is being built, and no one really knows what it's going to be used for, and that's how this feels, mm -hmm. right? You've got people working on stuff, and there's a billion use cases, and it's like, you know, which one is going to be right, and the fact that there's so much happening in this space, and there's so much excitement, so much developer, like strong developer sentiment, that this feels like what those other major technology shifts was, and for me, it's, you know, Web2 will be there, and worst case, it will still be there. Right. But this is the chance to get into this technology, get experience to learn at the, essentially the ground floor. What does status do? Can you give us a 101, say one minute of a summary? What is status? Yep. So it's essentially a mobile application. You download from the App Store. It gives you really secure chat. So we use end-to-end -end encryption. There's no status servers and messages are kind of relayed through the Ethereum network. Mm -hmm. They're not stored on the blockchain. But essentially, just imagine a really secure chat between like me and you, right? I add you as a friend, right. I can chat with you, no one can, can listen on the conversation. So what's the difference between status and Telegram and maybe Facebook confidential? So status has no server. So Telegram, for example, um, has servers that route the messages. Those servers have keys that people can use to unlock your messages. Mm -hmm. Status doesn't work like that. So there are no status servers. The messages are held on your phone, mm -hmm. and only you can unlock them with the key that you have. Okay. Right. So that's that's where it, you know things are a bit different, and that goes for pretty much all secure messages like Signal, Telegram, and especially ones like WhatsApp, where you know essentially every government is you know listening to the conversation you're having. So okay, the message gets stored on your phone. I yep. mean that's really that's really good that nobody can get your messages. But why make this if? I guess the security already exists. Like you said, WhatsApp already exists. What, what, what is the, I guess, the benefit for the, for the user? For the uh, end user? Steps? Yeah. So for the end user, it's like, you know, if you've ever kind of sent a WhatsApp message to a friend about, I don't know, a football match, and the next day on Instagram, you get an ad for that same football match. Mm -hmm. You know, it's essentially like every individual has the right to privacy, right. a right to own their own data. So if I use a service for free, then I'm like, you know, the age old saying, right? Then you're the, you're the product. Right. And that's where we are trying to offer an alternative for people. Right on. You know, I, I've never used your app and I apologize about that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it, all good. We kind of just hooked up over there. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to actually download it and try to use it. But when you talk about controlling your own data and stuff like that, that's, that's great. But you know what these other apps like really have that's great? You can do, you know, the, the GIF, GIFs or whatever, however yeah. you want to pronounce it. You can, you, you know, have stickers and emojis mm -hmm. and all this shit. And if you're going to be in, in, in your movies and videos yep. and pictures, if you're going to store all that data on your phone, it's going to be pretty heavy after a while. Yep. What's the, what's the solution? Is just having more storage yep. or? No, no. So the solution would be decentralized storage. Okay. Right. So if you're getting all this stuff sent to you, you can store it on the, you know, things like Filecoin or IPFS, mm -hmm. which are other projects in this space that are trying to solve those particular problems. So what, what we're doing is we're basically recreating the internet in a decentralized ways because we believe that that's the future where people, everyone gets data ownership back. And those problems you just described, 100% they exist right now. People are working to solve it. Mm -hmm. This is 94. You know? right. There's different ways of solving it. People are trying them all, and we'll see what sticks, what works, what scales. Mm -hmm. So what can we do with your app right now? Can you do the GIFs? So, GIFs or? so right now, we just we have chat, so one-to-one -one as well as a public chat. Mm -hmm. We have a wallet where you can send and receive um, Ethereum or other tokens. And we also have a DAP browser. So you want to go in, buy CryptoKitties, all of that works completely fine. So I can put 5F in my wallet, go into CryptoKitties, buy something, 
and everything happens on my mobile device. I like how CryptoKitty is always the go-to of something that works on the blockchain. Yeah, well, I mean, right now, you could all, we also have things like CryptoStrikers, uh -huh. which was big during the World Cup. We have Super Rare, where if I want digital art, I can use Kickback if I want to RSVP for an event. So there are some other use cases, but yeah, CryptoKitties is probably the most well-known. So what is the future of status? Like where, 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 where do you see yourself and what do you want to see in like the next year or, or come a couple years? Yep. And I'm going to put this in context as well with the market. The market is a bloodbath, as we said, it's a shit show. How do you see if the market stays down until, let's say even well after the halving? Yep. How, where do you see status still going to be in the, that time? So the, the goal for the next 12 months is to ship Hey guys, TiVo here to tell you about the Ufi Video Lock, a smart lock, a 2K camera, and a doorbell all in one. That's right, three in one for triple the security. It's easy to install. All you need is a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. It gives you keyless entry, so no more fumbling your keys when you have your hands full coming back from the grocery store. No more worry about the kids losing a house key. No more worry about a guest losing the house key or forgetting the passcode on your door. And for Airbnbers, it's a no-brainer as you can change the passcode at will between renters. It has available fingerprint recognition and it has AI self-learning chips. So the more you use it, the more accurate it's going to be. You will have no anxiety with the battery charging. It is a rechargeable battery and it lasts around four months, but don't worry when it's low, it'll give you plenty of weeks notice. And also it always comes with a physical key as a backup. There's no monthly fee, unlike other brands that charge you a monthly fee to get your backup recordings, they're always recorded locally and you will always have access. Customer support for the Ufi Video Lock is 24 seven, so you don't have to worry about any issues you have and it comes with an 18 month warranty. What I love about this product is it is truly all-in-one. With the three-in-one, you don't have to go out and buy multiple parts. It's all in this package with the Eufy Video Lock. So if you're interested in learning more, go on Amazon and search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock. Again, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock. Get complete control over your front door. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All the functionality within our white paper. Okay. So give people the tools to be able to, to do what we had promised. Mm -hmm. On top of that, 
we are building a DAO, mm -hmm. and that DAO will have um, will allow anyone who holds SNT to be able to participate in defining our product roadmap, funding development, and one of the principles of status is continuance. Mm -hmm. So even if there's you know there's no fiat left, the way in which status will be set up is that it could continue to run even without anyone working on it because it's an op it's everything's open source, right. right? And if you say if you fix this feature, it'll be one F. Mm -hmm. People can work for that one F, whether it's twenty dollars or a thousand dollars, right? And the higher the price goes, the more people are incentivized to do it. And if you have a strong community of developers, you know the price of S would be less important than me actually building this feature. Is this a practical use for, say, DAO or governance or incentivizing people to develop? Um, and I'm gonna say that in, in the context of, let's say, look at Twitter or Instagram or Facebook right now. Yep. You know, they grew to a point where I think honestly they are a a utility, uh, like a, 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 a utility for the, for countries. I mean, yep. people, you know, for a community, for communities. I mean, yep. you have you know President Trump tweeting the news for the most part. Yep. Um, I do my business based based off tweets and things like that um, and stuff like you know. So this is something that's essential. And at some point, can you rely on you know uh, decentralized developers to build this out? Is this a sustainable uh, way a way to you know build your project out if it grows? I would argue that for those exact reasons, that's why it will work, mm -hmm. right? Because right now you have these central entities who are, I would argue they would be public goods, mm -hmm. right? But they're private entities that have the their word own I was agenda. looking for, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good, so, yes. so we consider status to be a public good. You know, there's no other way to put it. Status really is trying to be there for the public to use and the public or the, the, the status token holders are the ones to decide the roadmap, what it's going to build. You know, Facebook controls a lot of the global political agenda. Mm. Is it open source? People know how the algorithms works. None of that is, all that secret source is invisible to pretty much everyone and everyone is impacted by it. You guys did uh, fundraising via F and mm -hmm. um, F is pretty much down. I don't know how much you guys are down from your fundraising. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's of course public knowledge. Can status survive if F keeps going down? Status will continue to survive as we migrate to the DAO, and mm -hmm. obviously we have fiat runway to survive as an organization. But we have, you know, we've, we've modeled out all our plans, and I, moving to a DAO is the way to ensure complete stability of the project, irrespective of the price of ETH. Because it, you know, as I said, when it's open and you fund everything with the tokens, irrespective of its fiat value, there will always be an incentive for people to work on the project. You know, and I ask this question not because I think that Bitcoin or Ethereum or anything is gonna be going away, mm -hmm. um, but I do think that we can't base off the company, uh, different company's successes based off of Bitcoin's price or Ethereum price. Yep. When do you think, or how do you think, Status is gonna decouple itself from Bitcoin and Ethereum prices? If Bitcoin has a cold, kind of like, you know, they say American economy, if America has a cold, the whole world has, mm -hmm. you know, economic problems. You know, Bitcoin has a cold, everybody gets, goes tits up. It's a, a good point. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, obviously even in the crypto space, everything is heavily influenced by, by the price of Bitcoin. Right? right. I think that's purely because of, you know, for legacy reasons, as the other cryptocurrencies become more, um, as there's more utility, which we believe Ethereum, because of the developer ecosystem, because of the developers in this building, will have real utility. And that's when you can decouple it to Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a store of value, and you know that store of value is kind of extended to Ethereum. Ethereum should be priced based on its utility. Right now, it's speculative. Mm -hmm. When you get that fundamentals, when you get people using gas, then you'll get a real price coming out of it, and you'll get a decoupling. Mm -hmm. 
this might be a weird question, but I was having a conversation last night over over beers and darts. Yeah. And I'm a little bit on the fence about currency tokens. I just want your per, your opinion. This has nothing to do with status. Currency tokens. Just just currency, Bitcoin, okay. Monero, oh, uh, right. Litecoin, shit like that. Do you think that they actually have a place in in this? Do you think that they actually have a future? Do you think that people are going to be transacting with with these cryptocurrencies and not just using utilities? Because I personally think that the utility, like like of, of Ethereum and building on Ethereum yep. and the blockchain, the blockchain is an amazing tech that's going to mm -hmm. do a lot of cool things in the future. I don't think anybody can debate that. Yep. But is there a place for cryptocurrencies? Currency specifically, I think if you're looking at ones that don't have utility other than being a, a currency per se, mm -hmm. I think it's going to be interesting to see, you know, you've got some projects that are completely decentralized and there's different methods of like proof of work mm -hmm. versus, you know, I mean, a lot of them use proof of work, but then you also have the latency element, things like Dash, incredibly fast, more centralized, Nano, even more centralized, very fast. So it depends on what's being optimized for. At least in that space, I don't foresee anyone dethroning Bitcoin purely mm. because of the fact that it is the grandfather of all these other currencies between things like Litecoin and Dash and right. Monero and right. um, you know Zcash. I think we'll, we'll see what adoption looks like. I think someone like um, Dash is doing very interesting work in, in markets that actually need it. So the way in which they deploy funds mm -hmm. using their community system, um, what's it called? Dash proposals. Oh shit! I, had, I just yeah, had yeah. show. I'm sorry. But um, no, no, no. It, it's 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 a really cool UI, and anyone can propose like, hey, I'm going to go into Venezuela and teach everyone how to use Dash, mm -hmm. right? Right now, if you go to any like you know developed developed countries, Western Europe, Australia, the US, there's no need for a store of value. Right. If you look at local Bitcoin volume, Latin America is up and to the right, irrespective. If you look at somewhere like Switzerland, there was a spike in January, people, right. people using local Bitcoin, and now people don't care anymore. Right. There's no real need for it. Right. You, like, if you week on week, Latin America, pretty much every single country except Brazil, is increasing. People are buying more and more. People see value, people see utility. And it can replace countries' currencies. And whichever currency ends up, you know, developing that community, getting users onboarded, creating a great experience for people to very easily transact, they might end up being the winners. Why doesn't countries just do it themselves? I mean, look, you have you have Bitcoin, Litecoin, Monero, mm -hmm. uh, you know, all these different currency tokens, Dash, whatever. Why would a country not say? Because we see banks, or we we know what the utility is. Mm -hmm. We know about sending money uh, across borders. We know that yeah. it's fast. We know that it's cheap. We know all these things already. Why doesn't just America put the U.S. dollar on the blockchain and allow this to happen, or the Bank of America, or Chase? That's very good question. I mean. I'm not an economics expert, so I don't. I wouldn't be able to tell you like what are the the edge cases or the problems with that <laughs> with that proposal. Mm. And I think there are some really small countries that are trying. Yeah. So I know the Canary Islands have proposed something like that. You know, we have Petro in Venezuela, and I think that's something that's countries like um, Estonia and Malta are also looking at ways, maybe not specifically the currency, but the ways of taking more of the economy mm. onto the blockchain. So I think there is sentiment there. There's also a lot of confusion about what blockchain is, the delineation between blockchain and Bitcoin. And frankly, you know, this tech is so early, even though we're past the 10-year anniversary of the Bitcoin white paper, it's still very early in what you can do and what you can't do and how, what government controls are in place are going to kind of define the roadmap for the next five, 10 years. And we'll see what development continues to look like. Right on, man, right on. 
I appreciate you taking the time to come out no into, into the heat, into almost the storm, into yeah. everything to come out <laughs> and talk to the Crypto 101 people, uh, the community and everybody. Good news to Crypto 101. Status is gonna give us some swag to give away for Christmas. And yep. I'm excited about that. And after this, uh, we are actually starting a new YouTube channel called Crypto Product Reviews. I am gonna download Status right now. Hopefully you add you as awesome. my first friend. Done. And get to learn how to use this because this could be my new go-to chat app because I wanna support the community and people that are building products in it. We'd love that. Awesome, man. Cool. Thank you for your time, brother. Very nice to meet you. All right, man. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.